set an example for the believers in speech and life and love and faith and purity. It's what Paul told Timothy. There's not, nobody should despise youth. Young people want to be seen as older, more responsible people. So, if you want to do that, young people, don't act like a two-year-old thing. Don't act like, just mark that off the list. Two-year-olds, I picked that because, you know, we have the terrible twos, but right in that age group, they throw fits a lot. That's what they do. They throw fits. Now, I never saw one in the household I grew up throwing a fit because I don't think you'd live through it, but... <laughs> I've been around enough little kids and they do, they throw fits it's always about long range life purpose goals that they're throwing fits about though oh it's not it's, it's mostly though mostly they're throwing fits far and toward other people's benefit and blessing no that's not it, they're thinking about two things self and right now that's it. They'll get you in a ditch quicker than anything. Self and right now. So I'm encouraging us the next time, the next time we're thinking about, I'm about to blow a plug here. Okay, is it about something right now? And is it about you? Because if it is, there's a real good opportunity. The thinking's probably wrong. That bore itself out this morning in James chapter 4 when he said, get the, get the wisdom from above. Y'all can turn your Bibles over to Psalm number 90. Psalm number 90. We're going to consider the first 12 verses. And I just see this. I've never put all of these different attitudes presented together before, but this attitude is throughout Scripture. And, and to, to be consumed emotionally, spiritually, and even physically with right now and with self, that's not our best day. That's not going down the Lord's road. That's not, we've said a lot, at least in our men's class, I don't know how many times in the last two months we've said walking in the spirit. Well, throwing a fit about right now and about me is not walking in the spirit. That's walking in the flesh. I would say categorically every time that's walking in the flesh. The flesh demands right now in me be satisfied and attended to. Walking in the spirit has in mind, that's kind of a nebulous term. Well, it gets real concrete, real specific, and it does meet the road around here. It's one of the places it touches. How do we see life? How do we see business? James encouraged us the wisdom from above. This morning, he said the wisdom from above would teach us to see things from God's perspective. It would teach us to have our life in perspective that right now couldn't be very big because it's just part of a vapor. It's just part of a cloud. It's just part of a, a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. Jeremiah the prophet would say, chapter 10, about verse 23, he would say, I know, O Lord, that a man's life is not his own. It is not within man that walks to direct his own steps. 
So I can take my two-year-old agenda, the equivalent of an infant agenda that my flesh gets out on a regular basis. Well, Lord, this, that, right here's what's important and this is what needs to happen. Now, Jadon, is that right or is that your two-year-old's agenda? Now, that's flesh. Okay, put that up and let's get out what the Spirit says. So here's Psalm 90. This is from Moses. I think, I think he writes more psalms than anybody else except David. He writes several at least. Lord, you have been, you have been our dwelling place. Throughout all generations, before the mountains were born, you brought forth the earth and the world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. This is the expanse of God and his purpose and his word. Now speaking about men, verse 3, you turn men back to dust, saying, return to dust, O sons of men. We're not the creator. We're not the one with the eternal purpose. We're not the one that is from everlasting to everlasting. We're but dust. He says, for a thousand years, a thousand years in your sight are like a day. A day that has just gone by. That's where Peter gets that, 2 Peter 3a. And what's he telling us there? Remember. You guys keep, we keep, he said, you keep looking at your watch. He didn't say that. That's what I would say to us. We don't even wear watches anymore, but we're looking at our watch in regard to God's promise. Take your watch off in regard to God's promise. God is not <coughs> slow in keeping his promises. Some count slowness. You see, the deal with God is to him a thousand uh, years or like a day. He said, a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night, just a few hours in the night. You sweep men away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning, though in the morning it, spr it springs up new. By evening, it is dry and withered. We are, we are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. We don't set ourselves above God. We don't set ourselves above the law and use God's law to condemn and criticize our brothers and sisters. We don't do that. That's what James said. Well, he lends this to there. He says, you have set our iniquities before you and our secret sins in the light of your presence. There's nothing hidden. God's from everlasting, and everything is uncovered and exposed here. He said, all of our days, they pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. This life is just too much for us. That's not a reason to give our life in this world. And, and, and as we talk about life here, we're not talking about our eternal soul. We're talking about our duty and our life upon this world. Our days pass away under your wrath and we finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow for they quickly pass and we fly away. 
And I'm, and I'm, for a long time, I've just thought, man, he's just being so negative here. And just, no, he's not. No, he's inspired. This is God's word. Length of our days is three score and ten, or if by reason of strength, four score. Seventy or eighty years. That's it. It's our lifespan. What, what, what is that? What is that before a God who a thousand days, a thousand years is a day, or a few hours of a day? Time is irrelevant to the everlasting God. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for us to see this life in this earth for what it is. It just doesn't last long. It's not on our terms. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow. We, we would, we're not. We, we wouldn't. We wouldn't ask that upon ourselves. Well, on a cursed earth, that's what we face. And they quickly pass, and we fly away. Listen to this here in eleven and twelve, though. He said, "Who knows the power of your anger? For your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you." What does that have to do with life being short and brief and full of trouble and sorrow? We do our best to get a handle on this. We do our best to fear the Lord. We do our best to see our life on earth as a life that's lived uncovered and unveiled before God. We do best when we see our life as, as most important when, it, when it's laid in the purpose of God. We do our best when we see our short and frail and fragile and troubled time on this earth, when we see that from God's perspective, when we see that from view of God's purpose. It keeps us, it keeps us from trying to live life on our own terms. As James said this morning, we're going to go here, we're going to do this, we're going to make this, we're going to sell this, we're going to buy this, we're going to... He said, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We put you in charge. We're not in charge. He's not against, as I said this morning, God's not against making money and doing business. That's how you do business. James said the wisdom from above, the wisdom from the world just tells you this life is short, then you better live it to the max. You better have all the fun you can because life is short. What kind of sense does that really make? If life is short, then how long is the fun going to last? What kind of eternal purpose is in our the desires of our flesh? It's not eternal. It's not eternal. And, and if you're like me, most of the stuff that you get upset about, that you get frustrated over. It's not things which are eternal. It's not things which call us to remember to fear the Lord our God and live in, in his will. It's not those kind of things. It's things that have to do with me and things that have to do with right now. This is a prayer. This psalm is a prayer. It's a prayer of Moses. 
You think he knows anything about wrestling with all this? Numbers said Moses was the most humble man who walked the earth. Or a reason for that. He went through a lot. Look at his prayer here in verse 12. Teach us. Teach us to number our days aright. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. Wisdom not from the world, wisdom from above, James would say. This is, this is our prayer. This is Moses' prayer. This is Moses' inspired prayer. And it is our prayer too. And it puts us, it puts us in perspective. And it calls to us even today. It calls to us to live our life on God's terms and according to God's purpose. To remember what's really important. <clears throat> to remember and to carry with us each day and each thing we do. Where's the redemption here? And the thing that's got me worried and the thing that's got me frustrated. Is that, is that a thing of redemption? Is that a thing of salvation? Is that a thing that's drawing me near to God so God can draw near to me? Or is it just something in the world I'm dealing with right now? So I'm encouraging us. Use these 12 verses. Use James 4, 13 to 17. Jeremiah 10, 23. And a dozen other places in Scripture. God's not putting us down because we're fragile and weak and we don't last long. He made us from dust and to dust we're returning. He's encouraging us that because of him, because of his power, because of his faithfulness, there is redemption within our lifespan. I know there's a whole lot of things that didn't get done in your life and in my life. And when I draw my last breath, there will be a whole lot of things I didn't get done. But the truth is, there is redemption in our lives. We have loved those who didn't love us back. We have been patient with those who've ignored us. We love the Lord and we love each other. And I don't know how, I don't know how you see this body of people, but I'm encouraging us to see this body of people through these lenses. This is a family created by and going forward in redemption. And you can't measure what we mean to the Lord or to this world with dollars and cents, with the counting of heads. And the prayers we pray, to the songs we sing, to the thoughts we have, to the notes we write, to the encouragement we try to give, to the, to the love we try to show. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is behind all of that. And to some degree, those things would not be taking place if 
we didn't have in mind these things. So I'm encouraging us. Go forward in that. Continue in that. Hold on to that. Continually make our prayer. Teach us, O oh Lord, to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let's pray. Almighty God and Father in heaven, we love you, Father, for who you are, for being the God of truth, for being the God who is from everlasting to everlasting, who is the powerful creator and the giver of life, the giver of life and breath to all men. Help us, Father. Help us to see our lives in this world as vapor, as a mist, as a short span. But help us, Father, help us, Father, to see them also from your perspective of redemption. We are your called people. We belong to you. We love you. We trust you. We want to see things, Father, the way you see them. We want, we want, Father, to, to deal with things in this life as they come our way. We want to deal them, deal with them, Father. Not as children left on their own to, to extinguish or satisfy or search out their own desires. Those, those children would be throwing a fit when they didn't get what they wanted when they wanted it. Help us to face these times of life, Father, the good times and the bad times. Help us to face them, Father, with redemption in mind. Help us to face them trusting you. Be with us, Father, in this, in this little while, in this very little while we have on this earth. Be with us and bless us. Bless us to be transformed into the likeness of your Son. Bless us, Father, that we might have wisdom from above, that we might walk in your light, that we might walk by your Spirit, that we might see and say the things, Father, you would see and say. Thank you for telling us the truth. Thank you for keeping us humble. Thank you, Father, for the family here that you give us. Bless your word of truth and bless your family in this place. Bless these things, Father, to your glory. It is through Jesus who loved us, who gave himself for us, that we pray these things now. Amen. The Lord God Almighty cannot love you more than he does to give his own son for you. That son that he gave has been exalted and he reigns and rules from heaven even now and he cannot be more powerful than he is. And his power is on your behalf to accomplish redemption in your life and in this world. You're not left on your own to accomplish that. If you need the love of God Almighty and you need the power of Jesus Christ, won't you let us know how we can help? You can let us know now while we stand and while we sing.